Welcome, welcome to you. Um, when I say tragedy avoided, uh, I thought I lost Benny again. And for some of you who saw me on Patreon last night, like you got to be shitting me. I said the same damn thing. You got to be shitting me. Hot on the heels of last night. Uh, it was time to start the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I had let the dogs out. The problem with EZ is that when I let them out, um, I, I typically like look at my phone. So I've got two dogs on a leash, Bruce and Darla. O'Neal's taking care of his business. These two do their thing. And then it's time to come in. From the point of going out, staring at my phone like a jackass while they're on a leash, I get so wound up in what I'm reading or looking for that I have forgotten if I started with three dogs going outside or four dogs going outside, the fourth being Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. So as I walk back into the house, I've got three dogs because that's what I started with. But I'm like, I, I've forgotten that. So I'm like, uh, is Benny, was Benny with me? And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm debating this to myself. And uh, I go, well, there's an easy way to get to the bottom of this. And that is by just going upstairs to where he crashes all the time. No Benny. So I'm like, well, he's, he's in the yard. He's, he's gotta be in there. I go back outside. No Benny. I open the door. I wander over to Schimmel's chicken coop. No Benny. I go over to Schimmel's. No Benny. But Sonny, Schimmel's dog, comes flying out of the doghouse, baring his teeth. Like, shut the fuck up, Sonny. So Sonny's barking five feet from my face. There's a lady walking down the street. I go, hey, have you seen a, a copper-colored dog? Come here. And she's answering me, but I can't hear because Sonny's losing uh, her shit. And I go, uh, never mind, I can't hear you. But she keeps talking. I finally had to go, never mind. So then Sonny's still barking at me. I wander over through, through shimbles. I'm lucky I didn't get shot. I go home. I'm panicked. I then get my one picture I have of Benny. That clearly identifies him. And I post it to the uh, uh, Facebook group for the neighborhood. Hey, Benny's lost again. I go in the house. I go to break the news to the NFK. We got to start looking for Benny. And Benny, in a rare move, is seated next to the NFK on the couch. I go, uh, Benny's here. He goes, yeah, he loves me. I'm like, oh, shit. Immediately delete my Facebook post. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, and, and, and the problem isn't, it's, the problem is me looking at that phone and not paying attention. 
today. I let four dogs out. I'm sure of it. This morning. Kent writes, shit, fuck. That some bitch fucking loves me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so true. Today, I, I let uh, four dogs out. And then, as usual, I start staring at my phone. Dogs come in. Three dogs come in. But now I'm second guessing myself because I've been lost in this in this in this world of the screen. I'm like, did I wait, where is he? Uh did I let him out? I think I let him out. I'm pretty sure I let him out. Maybe he's inside. I go inside, go up the steps, nothing. I go to the where the NFK is, nothing. I'm like, oh okay, he's definitely out. All this time, if he is out of the yard, which he shouldn't be, he's wandering the neighborhood and he's, you know, he's moving. He's going to go right to fucking Schimmel's chickens and try to kill one. Um, you might be like, how does he get out so easily? Okay. There's a gate that I'm in the habit of not latching it. Because Linda says, have you thought about fencing your yard? It is fenced, but the gate. You have to latch it yourself. And I'm such a creature of habit. Again, uh, I, I I don't latch it. So he just hits it with his head. And the thing opens and he's out. He's going to get a chicken. Kenny writes, these two kids are walking down the road last night. And as I approached them, I could see their faces all lit up because they were staring at their phones. Neither one of them ever looked up as my car got closer and closer either. It's an epidemic, man. So then I'm like, well, it's got to be in the bushes of the yard. He couldn't possibly have gotten out again. Of course he got out again. I'm texting Diana. Did you see Benny? No, no. I would have told you, idiot. Oh, God. So then uh, now the NFK is alerted that there's there's something going on. So then I, I uh, the garbage man's coming down the street, and then I notice he breaks. I'm like, uh-oh. And sure enough, Benny's in the middle of the road. Uh, down the street, I go, Benny, and Benny's half deaf. He can't hear me. I have to go over there, and then he gets, he knows he's in trouble. So he lays down in the street. And then I'm like, okay, big guy. So then I, because he's just, he's so skittish. You know, he, he doesn't, he's just a handful of, a, a bundle of nerves and anxiety. I pick him up. Like holding him like a baby, walk down the street, garbage man's like, oh yeah, look at this asshole. The worst. Take him inside, put him to bed. I'm like, I have got to um be I I, I the same way I was conscious I've had to be be very conscientious about the food that I'm eating. We're now twenty two days into this uh uh fraudulent fatty fugs um effort, if you will. I have to meticulously break the habit of it's okay to sit when I'm working, looking at my, my device for stories to talk about, or uh, my fear of missing out is consuming me. It's okay to do that when the time is appropriate, but I need to get away from when this happens to be looking at this, to do this. You know, I've, I've got to, because I, I'm losing touch with reality. I feel like I'm losing it. And this is, 
It's really bad. Really bad. I gotta, I gotta rein this in. My screen time is, is, uh, is, is so high. Brandis with a great point. Break the habit of not latching your gate, dummy. Yes, that is, that is one and one a. Yes. My God. That appears to be the real smoking gun here is that that damn gate. Nikki says, I lose my dog every morning feeding my goats because he goes in and out of the yard and he'll sneak back in and I don't know it, but I latch my gate. So I've got that going for me. Yeah, this is an early um, asshole of the day nominee. Your old pal EZ on this deal. This is not great. Uh, some may have just joined and don't realize that. Like Ashley says, wait, you have a gate? Oh, yeah. The whole area is fenced in. Yeah, this is 100% my my fault. What a dipshit. Uh, but we did make some progress after. Because uh, yesterday, you know, I had that deal where Benny got lost, but he wasn't lost. He was in the house. So, so that, that was frying my brain on the Ben. I started the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast a little late because of that. And I was like a stress ball. I was talking about like, I need like five cigarettes to smoke. It was a great, we had a great time by the way. So much fun. Um, no Jimmy though. Did you notice that? No Jimmy in Maine. Um, prior to that Darla for the third time yesterday, shit in here. And, and, and ate it. And I, I know that's gross, but I mean, it's, it is what it is. I've got this. I've never seen this with her. I've never experienced this with her. All of a sudden, uh, it flies out of her body. And, and I, I've been, I'd been letting her out. You know, I let her out. She walks. I look at my phone, but she doesn't poop. I got my little, got my little bags here and, uh, she doesn't crap. She did it to start the show. Uh, just before the show yesterday in the middle of the day, she did it before uh, in the morning. She did it before the Patreon podcast. And this is after I've let her out. And then when I was preparing the Ben and Eric show, same damn thing at about the time she's so quick about it. She'll be, you know, 10 feet behind me by that door. It will, uh, she'll be now the, the crap is on the carpet. Before that smell can hit my nose, it's already gone. Okay. So by the time I'm like, I'm like, oh, and I get up and I go back there and I see her. She's just looking at me stupid with her stupid underbite. And I, I detect poo with my nose, but I don't see poo. It just vanishes. Chris says, does she always go three times a day? I, I I don't know. Maybe. Yesterday she did. It was the same turds. You know? She would eat it, and then it's in her stomach, and then it flies out of her. It's like a, a, a triple-baked turd potato. Does she need protein? My dog eats the goat's poop, and the vet says it's because he might need the protein. Yeah, I don't know, man. The dog gets fed as much as the dog should be fed. 
Corey, who's so annoying with a dad joke, says, would you say he has a shit-eating grin? Or she has a shit-eating grin? Fuck you. But fast forward to today. I go, you know what? I'm going to turn over a new leaf when it comes to these dogs. So what did I do the first thing? I lose uh, Benny. He's down the street. I have to carry the poor guy home. Which, by the way, let's uh, let's do a little palate cleanser here. On your mark, get set, go. He's Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the One-Night Wonder Dog. Benny the One-Night Dog. Benny the One-Night Dog. Super fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. This is dedicated. Smelly shit, hippie. To a man who's not his friend. Dirty fucking hippie. I'm uh, in here preparing the show, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on Darla here. And um, man, I just luck. This is all luck because the second I sit down here and I start looking at that screen and like, okay, what am I talking about today? What am I doing? Um, what's happening in the world? You know, I'm in the zone and God tapped me on the shoulder. That's all it was. And this is like 45 seconds after I sat down, I stand up. I look to my right. No dog. O'Neal's right there. Bruce is right there. No Darla. I look beyond that couch, behind my couch, by that door, which is where this all happens. And she's spinning in a circle with her nose to the ground. We are probably three seconds away from the assumed position. I have, I've done it. I've, I've, uh, intervened. I go, Oh, Hey, let's go outside. I pick her up. She She's like, what the fuck? I was just about to go. And um, let her outside. Very quickly, this all happens. And um, then I've got a separator. We have to separate her from the feast. So there it is on the ground. And I'm like, okay, let's go inside. And she's like trying to avoid me because she wants to get at this a smorgasbord of food. Corey says these dogs are not house trained. Well, I thought they were. I mean, Jesus Christ. Again, the dog's seven months old. The first time this happened was yesterday. Yesterday. Holy cow. Tyler says she's trying to catch the poop in her mouth before it hits the ground. Donko says, I want a dog, but they're so fucking gross. It's true. It's true. And I, and these creatures sleep in my bed. They really do. Oh my God. So today, rest of the day, I've got to, I've got to focus and I don't want to be embarrassing myself, roaming around the neighborhood like an asshole. Uh, I just got to 
get get right, you know. Um, got a story that I saw about. Um, I guess Cindy Crawford is pissed off. Um, longtime supermodel. Um, I think she's hotter now than like twenty years ago. And she's making comments about an interview she did on Oprah's show in 1986. So 37 years ago. And she's pissed off about what Oprah said to her. In 1986. Cindy Crawford is reflecting on a different era, a time when she was just stepping into the heels of her modeling career and made her debut on the Oprah Winfrey show. In the first episode of the Apple TV plus docuseries, the supermodels, which debuted yesterday, Crawford reflects on her early rise as a model. In particular, she gives thoughts, uh, a thought to her first appearance on Winfrey's daytime talk show in 1986. After looking back at the episode, which sees her interact with Oprah, who was only in her early 30s then, um, Crawford reveals her impression of the exchange is less than favorable. She said, it was, I felt like a child, be seen and not heard. She's referring to the fact that Oprah, or uh, She's referring to the fact that Oprah is is in the crowd with her microphone talking to Cindy. And there's a person who is the manager of Cindy Crawford, a modeling agent named John Casablancas, who founded Elite Modeling Agency, who's sitting next to her. And the dialogue is, very, very odd, I'll admit. It it sounds strange as hell, and I'll I'll let you check it out for yourself. But um Cindy had a problem with how uh Oprah was doing this. So let's check it out and then we'll we'll discuss after. There's Oprah and her eighties hair. She's going to talk to Cindy Crawford and this modeling agent. Vogue, she's been in Al Harper's Bazaar and was discovered here in Chicago, straight from DeKalb, Illinois, to New York modeling. Please welcome Cindy Crawford. <laughs> well, Cindy. From DeKalb to New York. That's a long journey. Yes. It is. Well, tell us what it's like for you now. Um... I live here mm -hmm. in Chicago because I prefer living here because I'm close to home. But I've been traveling quite a bit. Just I just got back from Mexico and Key West mm -hmm. on trips for bookings. Um, it's great. I mean, I'm having fun. And I also was in school for part of the time, two years, while really? I was modeling. Where'd you discover her? Well, she was actually discovered by my partner, Jane Stewart, from Elite here in Chicago and entered into our Look of the Year car. I, I, I wish she had uh, just a little nuts and bolts thing first of all i whenever people address someone by pronouns like that it drives me crazy um it has nothing to do with gender i'm talking about like when people say oh yeah where where, where did you discover her for some reason i always think that she should be saying uh well where did uh, where did you discover cindy i don't know why it always seems 
uh, more warm when you do it that way. Did you discover her? Well, she was actually discovered by my partner, Jane Stewart. Just from a little thing. Chicago, that, isn't, that isn't a big deal. Entered into our Look of the Year contest, where she was one of the finalists. Um, and right. that's how we started our relationship. So did you have to groom her? Was she, she, did she always have this body? Okay. Okay, we're looking through the lens of today. Did you have to groom her? Anytime you say the word groom now, that's, a, that's, a, that's like saying the N-word. So that's weird. It's weird by today's standards. So I can I can give that a pass. But now she's talking about her body. That's also through today's lens. I mean, we're we're smarter now. I think we have more tact in the world. But I don't know, is that that's got to be strange even for then. Our relationship. So did you have to groom her or she did she always have this body? This is unbelievable. Stand up just a moment, because no one saw you come in standing up. Now, this is what I call a body. Okay. That's, that's so goddamn awkward. So she, she makes Cindy Crawford stand up. Nervous laughter. Everybody has to look at her. Oh, God. This is what I call a body. <laughs> Very good, very good. I oh, gross. I don't know. That that does sound fucked up to me. No, no, I don't weigh 100 pounds. I'll tell that lady on the phone that I do not weigh 100 pounds. You're, are you about 5'9", 5'10"? 5'9", and I tried to stay around 120. Okay. So. See, this is, this is fucked up, right? Am I? It feels icky, but I don't know if it's icky enough that we need to, like, attack Oprah. Again, 40 years ago, nearly 40 years ago. I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah's like, yeah, I'm going to be fat my whole life. Thank you. <laughs> so did you have to do anything with her? Did she have to go to that training period or no? Well, with Cindy, in terms of looks, uh, it was very easy. It was much more uh, psychologically. She was uh, not sure she really wanted to model. Uh, she yeah. didn't uh, see the, 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 I think, as clear. The fact that this guy has to provide all the pertinent information as opposed to just interviewing Cindy is also weird as we did the potential that she had. So it's been a very slow process. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to get her out more often yeah. uh, to Paris and to New York and all that for her. It was more a question of mental stability. She wanted to feel good and comfortable. And that came before her, it was her hard. career objectives. Really? With school had always Again, been my Crawford's only 20 here. Important thing. And well, then, what's your major? Um, well, I was in engineering at mm -hmm. Northwestern. And, you know, high school was always my big thing, and this definitely, you can't do both 100%. So this is not a lifetime dream for you to be a model? Not, it's not something that I grew up wanting to do, mm -hmm. but I've decided now the school can wait. And um, She seems very reluctant, which is, I guess, normal for a person who's, who's 20, but I think she's doing pretty well. Having a great time. Um, these girls are saying, you bet it can. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you're having a hard time getting her to Paris. Yes, I, 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 mean, <laughs> I went once. <laughs> not, not, not so much now, you know. I think that uh, there's uh, we've been uh, patient and, and it's been paying because little by little her ambition is growing. I think with she's getting a sense that she could be, and I'm saying it now on this program. If she wants to, she can be maybe the number one in the business. If she oh, really well, wants Cindy. to go there and get it, <laughs> wake up and smell Paris. <laughs> okay, so uh, she obviously does goes on to become one of the uh, most well known supermodels on the history of the planet. <laughs> I 
Ashley says, roofie her, you silly goose. She will just wake up in Paris. Tyler says, quote, well, I did have to lock her in a closet for a few days to help her drop a few more pounds. But other than that, very little grooming. Ryan says, I've never seen an agent out with the talent in a TV interview before. That's very bizarre. A lot of this, uh, she's the property of type of vibe. Young Adam Schwab says this has not aged well. Uh, Corey says, yeah, it's like she's not sitting right next to him. Talking about her, like, livestock. She's a product. Well, Cindy now is, um, she's talking about it, I think. Um... Of course, it uh, talks about how Crawford was prompted to stand up just a moment and that uh, that uh, weird moment there. The interview has been pulled from Winfrey's YouTube channel, but it's still on her website. That's where I got it. You know, I'm a subscriber to the Oprah website. <clears throat> Kidding. Crawford admits that a modern perspective brought more critical feelings regarding the interview. So she's saying the same thing I said, that looking at it through today, which I, I I have a hard time being critical of the person from 40 years ago. I mean, shit. If you went back to one day ago for me, God knows what I said that was fucked up. Of course, it's a little bit different. Uh, it's, it's, you're, it's meant to be joking. But at the same time, I would hate. No, I can't say that. Everything I say is pretty much fucked up. Uh, Oprah was interviewing her, uh, not in a smarmy way. She was actually like, this is, this is what I want to know. And it's, it's just so weird though. Um, it's weird that she said it then, but I think it's equally weird to say to Oprah, all right, uh, we're cut. We're trying to call you out now for something that happened that long ago. Uh, Crawford said, when you look at it through today's eyes, Oprah's like, stand up and show me your body. Crawford continues Show us why you're worthy of being here. In the moment, I didn't recognize it. And watching it back, I was like, oh my gosh, that was not okay, really. Especially from Oprah. Well, Oprah was an idiot at that age. She's still kind of an idiot. She's only in her early 30s. Fuck. I was still trying to be easy rhyme in my early 30s. On the uh, the Lost Zane recordings or the uh, Who Are These Zanes? There's plenty of times we look back on the shit I would say, like, I, yesterday we did Who Are These Zanes? And uh, more stupidity. I mean, that was absolutely horrible. I, I have a hard time finding anything from my past that is acceptable to listen to. Um, today.com reached out to Winfrey. She and her team have not commented on the matter. Hold on. Fruit fly. I got to kill the fucker got away. Fuck. Still, still dealing with the infestation. Following the 1986 appearance, Crawford would go on the Oprah Winfrey show 10 more times. She was also featured as a guest on master class, which, uh, the Oprah Winfrey network aired in 2013. 
It's a uh, four-part docu-series on Apple TV Plus debuted yesterday and pulled back the curtain of the modeling industry in the 80s. Um, features Crawford and fellow supermodels Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, and Linda Evangelista reflecting on their early career stardom. I can't think of anything I would be less interested in than this. The, this is the only thing interesting to me about it. That this is the way it was back then. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Ryan says, I mean, you said some things about the guys back in the day. I reviewed it with you in an episode of Who Are These Zanes? But that was a long time ago, and you've matured in progress. You can't look back at that and prosecute folks. Generally. Um, Mediocrity Dave writes, talk shows in general then were often the equivalent of circus sideshows, if you think about it. All right. So that is, uh, that was just some interesting things that have um, come out of that. That uh, She's talking about it, Cindy Crawford. Okay. Moving on. I have another uh, ridiculous story involving a Buffalo Bills fan. Headline, Buffalo Bills fan found naked, covered in human waste after falling down hole by stadium. An unidentified football fan who was naked and covered in excrement was discovered in a construction site hole near the Buffalo Bills home opener on Sunday. Now, when you hear about this with Bills fans, you never know. This could have all been planned. This may have been the desired outcome. These are absolute animals. This is the, okay, most ravenous for their team, and they've been through so much that they're all really, really fucked up. You pack 80,000 fans in there, and they're all psychopaths. Bill's Mafia, well regarded as one of the greatest American sports fan bases. When they say greatest, it it means most supportive, but they're all horrible people. You know, they're rowdy, unpredictable, passionate, and yet humble enough to keep out of other fan bases' doghouse, whether it's houses, whether it's jumping out of tables, Sue McAllister, going shirtless in the dead of winter, or shoveling players' driveways so that they can get to the airport. Bill's fans have always found ways to step up to one-up everyone else in America. However, uh, the unnamed fan, 29-year-old dude, jumped over a fence by the stadium uh, construction site on the west side of Highmark Stadium. He fell 30 to 40 feet and sustained a cut on on his forehead. But he was nude when he did it and covered in shit. Weird, because he, um, while he was there, he was wandering around, like in the construction area. He was wa- he found an on-site porta potty. So I guess he 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 accessed the contents of the porta john. This is so gross, and uh, he was under the influence of uh, uh, L- LSD, cocaine, pot, and and alcohol. He was actually in the hole of the shitter, I guess. 
Once the rescue, uh, maybe because it, it's weird. It says once the rescue team arrived on scene, it took 20 minutes to get the fan out of the hole. No, I don't think so. He wasn't in the portageon. It says he was in a hole. He must have gone into the portageon, gotten shit out of the portageon, and then wandered into the hole. What? I don't know. It's not clear as to how this asshole was covered in shit. All right. Well, we got to reach out to the... Um, I have two two friends who are unbelievable Bills fans. And uh, one of my favorite people to get a hold of on a regular basis is Stu McAllister. And... Uh, this is, this is right up his alley because Stu's a big piece of shit. Oh, come on. Tyler says, damn it, Stu. I thought you stopped drinking. No, I don't like reaching out to Carl. I reached the phone of Stu. Carl gets pissed off when I just call him first thing in the morning and uh and just put him on the air. He's like, Do you think maybe you could give me a heads up before you put me on the on the on the sh- on the podcast? I'm like, Yeah, all right. All right. Uh update. Your old pal E Z is now under the influence of Flomax. 24 hours ago, I was in bad shape. The idea that when the prescription for the drug that's supposed to shrink your prostate, because mine is fucking the size of a baseball now. Um... I was like, oh, this stuff isn't even working. I still have to pee all the time. Well, so it ran out and I never filled it up. And then 24 hours ago, I was like, what a terrible night's sleep because I was up like every five minutes. It was terrible. It was awful. I got the medicine yesterday. Uh, I was at the Walmart and I ripped open the bag, opened the medicine bottle and, and took two tabs. Thank freaking God. That medicine had been working. I still have to pee right now. So I just want to let you know, but that was unbelievable what I did to myself. Doc says, all right, he said to me, double the dose. What did I do? I, I eliminated the dose. I'm telling you, I'm losing it. Right? That was weird. I need to go pee. I'll be right back. Uh, for those folks that are enjoying the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, I appreciate you so much. The rest of the content is available on Twitch for free. You just uh, download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live and off you go. Hit the follow button so you know when I go live. Also, you can subscribe. It's quite simple, but Bleeding Heart Brian, who appears to be a jackass, said, 
This is so hard. I have to do this every month. I don't like jumping through hoops. Uh, you just click a button. It's that simple. You're on the play. You're on uh, either through your phone or you're on uh, your desktop. You have it linked up through Amazon. That's permanent. Your Amazon Prime account, and then each month you just hit the subscribe button. It's that simple. It's right there. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. I don't know. He says, uh, help me. I'm like, I, dude, I don't know. I don't I don't watch the show. I, I do the show. I don't know how to help you. There's nothing worse than people who won't actually read. You know, you're you you have the screen and you know there's all there's always three lines somewhere you can click on that where you can get some information. Just just hunt. Root around a little bit. You'll figure it out. We've gotten to a point in society where everybody's like, No, you tell me how to do it. Tell me how to do this. I don't know. You yes, you do. Well, you don't know, but you know what you need to do to figure it out explore go on a little uh, uh, a web-based adventure it's not that hard i don't know i don't do twitch i don't i don't it's the same thing as the other shit it's the same as facebook x or youtube just do what i tell you and you'll get it right jesus anyway what i'm saying right now becomes the audio podcast later on uh, hold my hand walk me through it step by step Corey says, if 13-year-olds watching Fortnite can figure it out, watching Fortnite? You mean playing Fortnite? I guess they could be watching Fortnite. Then you can. Well, the older you get, the worse you get. If I, let's say I had a bunch of uh, uh, cash to hire a staff, I would hire only young people. Yeah, this is what I want to do. Now you go do it. I want this, this, and this done. You do it. My God. Um, all right. So wherever you download shows, you can get this uh, audio version of the podcast. That's where the line share of people um, pay attention to me. Thank you. And also, I also do a Patreon where yesterday uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast went down along with who are these Zanes from May of 2001. You can check that out for free with a seven-day free trial to Patreon. Do it at uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. So, all right, I'm going to kick you guys out. Thank you. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And the open and live stream, thanks to A and E Heating and Cooling. Oh my God, Stu McAllister joins me. Hang on. All right, hang on. I got to talk to you about something, but I got to. Okay, good morning, Stu. Good morning. This is uh, Buffalo Bills related. <laughs> is it about that? 
Oh my God, it is. It is. Uh, it is absolutely about that guy. Oh. So he he just he for some reason climbs the fence and then falls. He's all, he's all fucked up on everything. But how I did not understand that concoction at all. Weed, LSD, and cocaine. He had no idea what he wanted. Oh, and and alcohol. And then, but there was a portage on on the premises because it was a construction site. Did he go and scoop the shit out and wipe it on him? I I am not really sure exactly what he did. It sounds like he got baptized in fecal matter. Oh, yeah. So the the. the the cops have to go fish him out of there. This this naked, shit-covered, stoned-out-of-his-mind man. Listen, Zane, I got to tell you something. You have not partied until you've partied at a Bill's Mafia party. Oh. <laughs> so is it uh, when you when you attend a Bill's Mafia party, which you have, yeah. Stu, yeah, uh, it's a different Stu. I mean, it's, you are, you are, if you are sober, you get your ass kicked, right? Oh yeah, pretty much. They, they give you a beer as you just like walk in. They don't care if you're uh, three months old or not. Here's a beer. So Have at it. This is where pregnant women go to drink. Yes. Okay. They drink and they smoke and they go hang out in porta potties. So at the end of the day, if a child, if a Bill's Mafia child is born with fetal alcohol syndrome, that is, a, that is a, a good thing. That's normal. Okay. He becomes the mayor. Okay. (laughs) All right. This is incredible. So you've got, uh, this is, are these uh, rock bottom moments for Bill's fan or are they just, you know, Ah, uh, is it like another day at the office? It's a Sunday occurrence. Whatever. Larry being stupid again. Whatever. All All right. So then the cops probably like, you know, they, they probably give him a ride home or, or, or get him into He probably watched the game nude. It's like Mayberry. They know where he lives. Oh, Jesus, Stu. <laughs> I just don't know how he didn't rip his nutsack climbing the fence. Yeah, he, he he made it. He made it over and then made a beeline for the toilet, covered himself. Someone suggested it was war paint. It was like yeah, putting that on his body. <laughs> Shit. Shit is war paint for a Bills fan. He didn't want anyone to touch him. Jesus Christ. So, um, what, who, how did you, did your like, uh, folks take you to those parties when you, when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I, I went to some with my dad, his, his, uh, boss had season tickets. So we would go occasionally with his boss. What's and, it? Uh, it wasn't quite, it wasn't no. Bill's mafia. Back no, no, then. no, no, it wasn't. It, it became, it took a little while before all the weird shit started happening. Yes, all the table smashing and the ketchup mustard concoction and the shots out of bowling balls, all that stuff came later. But Buffalo is just, you know, it's a blue-collar town. There's a bunch of weirdos doing weird things. Oh, my God. It it seems like an experience that you just have to kind of uh, uh, walk through it once. You know, I mean, I... I mean, it's I, like it's like Mardi Gras, kind of. To yeah. be perfectly honest, it's. I I would encourage everybody, even if you're not a Bills fan, just go. You don't don't even go to the game. Just go to tailgate and look around and see. And it's just it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's wild. A, a lot of those people don't even go to the game. They just go there to party and watch the game outside of the stadium. Yeah, they'll hang out in their RVs or in the park on just like people's lawns. Oh. Like people will just be like, yeah, hey, come part of my lawn, 30 bucks. 
and uh, there'll be like a hundred people parked on their lawn for you know thirty bucks pop, so right. they're making good money. So, yep, yeah, yep, uh, yep, yep. I um, I you know, it again, if that team ever wins the Super Bowl, um, I I cannot imagine uh the tsunami of filth that will overcome <laughs> that city. A lot of fika alcohol babies that year. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Fantastic. So they, and they won, they, they beat Vegas in that game. So they're, yeah. they're, they're back to one and one after that horrible start. That was the, the worst uh, thing ever. The loss was the worst ever. I, they'll handle the commanders on Sunday. Uh, so we're, we're bouncing back, baby. We're back, baby. Okay. All right. And, uh, you're, you're doing all right. What are you doing? Have you, have you still dipping dots? Are you still delivering? Yeah, dots? I'm, uh, I'm up in Alpena right now. Man. Oh, I was, Jesus. I was just at Alcona high school. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. A lot of fetal alcohol going on. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely, man. <laughs> A lot of let's go Brandon flags. Um, that's fantastic. Yes. I tell you what, it, it doesn't take far away from uh, here in West Michigan to get to, you know, uh, the rest of the state, which is all these psychopaths who pretty much are just need to die. They're, they're walking naked into porta potties. Yes. Yes. This is great. Okay. Uh, you are the best Stu McAllister and we'll jump. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll convene very soon. Join yes. each other very soon for another edition of Who Are These Ottawa County Fascists? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Such a great time. Okay. Thank you, All Stu. Right, brother. All we'll right. see you yeah, man. Bye. See ya. There you go. Stu McAllister. Whew. He knew exactly what I was talking about. So great. All right, where was I? I was telling you about Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. He's the best. It is uh, It is very important that you get your furnace tuned up. Reach out. Just call him. 616-516-8579. And book an appointment to have Senor Martinez come to your home and tune up that furnace. The last thing you want is that thing running efficiently. $79. Look, he's right there right now. There is Joe Martinez, $79. Okay. Every one of those brings him closer to retirement. And that's all he wants to do. He just wants to retire. Um, so you need to call Joe and have his expertise in your home. 616-516-8579. You must see him or his crew twice a year. AC time and furnace time. Now it's furnace time. 616-516-8579. If you do not get it tuned up, it's going to run probably. It's going to run less efficiently, which means it's going to work harder. It's going to burn more fuel. So that will cost you more. And it's more wear and tear on the unit. These things are fine pieces of equipment that need to be looked at once a year. 616-516-8579. Uh, note, Joe is qualified to maintain your equipment, not qualified to be the county health director. We all know that. Palette cleanser. Hi, my name is Kristen Megan Kelly, and I believe I've called and left a message earlier today. I'm just trying to get some feedback 
from whoever would be in charge in making the decision to sponsor um, the Eric Zane podcast. I am the mother of a child that he spoke about on his podcast in a sexual manner, um, including sex acts that he wants my seven-year-old to perform. I just have to sh- I always feel the need to jump in when she says that. I never said I want your daughter to perform sex acts. Sheriff involved. Um, several sponsors have already backed out, and I believe in nonviolent. Several sponsors have already backed out. She, she tried to get Joe to do it, and Joe said, "Never contact me again." Free market solutions. I'm a veteran, so I great. Hey, did you guys know she's a veteran? We support free speech, but this is not protected speech when discussing sexual acts of a minor. Um, it was an attack on me and my family, and uh, that's true. It's one thing to have an opinion of adults, but again, it's not protected speech to speak sexually about a seven-year-old girl. Um, if you would like to see the evidence, and uh, I have seen on social media someone is messaging people. Brenda says, "Wait, what is happening? This is an old message." To not talk about it, but they want your business to know that your name is slapped behind the screen when he's saying these things. Um. You can call me if you'd like. My number is area code 405-694-8344, but I would really like... Yeah, I bleeped it out. I bleeped that last number out so that I wouldn't dox her. ...to know if your business supports this type of rhetoric, um, and I would just like to hear that from you. Thank you very much for your understanding and your time. Thanks. Thank you for all... I hope Grandma one day walks in on this kid eating a vagina. ...of your... Assistance and hope. Um, Brandis says, how did I miss this? Must have been when I was gone for a while. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a big moment on the show. Um, also want to say thank you to uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Uh, I'm not revealing who gave me that uh, phone message. Could have been anybody. She called all of them. Uh, the only one who, who said, all right, yeah, I'm with you, is uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware. They said, yep, we cannot have this. this is, and I said, well, you know, I mean, my God. He says to me, Baldwin guy says, uh, yeah, you've changed. I go, what do you mean I've changed? Yeah, your show used to be fun, you know. And now um, you've you've started to talk politics, so I can't have that. I go, what? I go, no, 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 I haven't. This has been the same. Uh, today is the 1,140th episode, and they've all been the same. Daily show, discuss news, nonsense, and personal adventures. My opinions are always strong. I've never, I've been, the one thing I've been is consistent. Always. My views may change, but I'll consistently tell you exactly what I think. You will not be confused about how I feel at the cer- at a certain time in any given show. If that, if the, that's too much, then I guess it's time for you to go. See you later. Thank you to Irvine. 616-532-6600. ER Vines. That's ervines.com. Love them. Um, early bird drop off, late bird pickup. The best techs in the business.
One thing about Irvine's, uh, you see all the same faces there because they treat their employees so well. And it's an unbelievably effective way to run a business that not everybody does these days. And that is just treat your employees well and they'll stay with you and they'll do a good job. That's how they treat everybody at Irvine's. You, the customer, and of course, their employees too. Call them at 616-532-6600 about how they can help you with any preventative maintenance, scheduled maintenance, emergency maintenance for your car to keep it running on the road. They keep uh, our vehicles running smoothly here. We don't need a whole lot of service work for the... uh, for the Accord, it's a pretty new car. Uh, my truck, 20 years old. I've had issues with that over the years, and they've they've kept it running. I'm very, very happy. Thank you to Irvine, 616-532-6600. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. I'll be uh, bringing Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Oops, sorry. Kyle from a nameless, faceless dumpster company. In just a second, it's always good to connect with him. Uh, but a little bit about the truck. Um, I, I'm i contemplating uh, refurbishing the truck. It's, uh, it's you know, I was telling you about uh, these old 20-year-old trucks. They always rust out in the same spots, the wheel wells, bottom of the doors. And I got a guy who will do it. It's an old sponsor, actually, uh, Metalworks Body Shop, a guy named Kyle. I go, dude, I'm thinking about doing the truck. And first thing he says is, the rust will come back. And I'm like, how? How can that be? I guess the way they made those fucking things back then, it was just like, all right, you're going to have the truck for a year, and then it's going to rust out. It's ridiculous. They fixed that now, the uh, automakers assholes should not be that rusted out what a horrible design you made it's amazing that america is number one for trucks with the piles of shit that had been built in the past i go yeah i want you to i want you to fix it how much is it going to cost so he told me so it's it's expensive so basically i'd be sinking like four thousand dollars into a 20 year old truck Bumpers rusted out. I need a new bumper. That's a, probably another $1,000. It's probably not worth it, but I love old vehicles. I really do. And this is my daily driver. So he goes, I can't help you right now, though. I go, why? I'm in Africa. I mean, you're in Africa. What the fuck? I go, let me guess. I go, you strike me as kind of like a hillbilly. Are you on one of those uh, retarded big game hunts where you go and murder lions or elephants. And he goes, yeah, actually that's what I'm doing. I'm like, you asshole. The fuck is wrong with you? You sick son of a bitch. Kenny says it was your dad. So I'd say it's worth it. 
Aram says, no way I'd give that guy business. Oh, I believe you. I shouldn't even have said his name, the dick. That needs to be outlawed. Well, I think you'd have to go to the country and do it. You have to go to like some country in Africa and say, hey, you can't do that. And then they'll just shoot you dead. These people make big money from these fucking Americans coming there. Uh, Kenny says, find a new metal shop. Look, if someone chooses to go out and murder a lion, but they treat me well, you can't tell me that I cannot associate with a lion murderer. No one is perfect on the planet. If I went around and nitpicked the uh, uh, things that make up personalities of every single person that I encounter today, all right, I would be left with no one. And I don't know for sure if it's a lion murderer. He might be murdering a giant helpless elephant. Aram says, now Aram's got a screw loose when it comes to animals. If he can do it with his bare hands, then so be it. Cole says, fuck that. That lion would kill you in a second. And then Cole writes, kill all lions. Chris writes, hunting. A guide walks you up near an animal and points it out. Shoot it. Corey suggests we need to make it illegal to travel there for hunting purposes. He also adds, just like it's illegal to travel for the purpose of doing pedo shit, they can arrest you when you come back. All right. Some of you are triggered by these things. But okay, and I I understand that. I mean, I don't I don't want I don't want any dead lions or elephants. But you you got to understand that in the real world these these things happen. So you all that are sitting there crying like this is the end of the world, you're going to need to fucking grow up. You're just mad because it's in your brain. If you really were concerned, you'd be traveling to Africa and throwing yourself in front of the road, in front of the big game hunters who are going to take out uh, Simba, Scar, uh, Mufasa, Nala, and any of those other fuckers. Or Jeffrey the Giraffe. Look, don't blame me that the world is the way it is. And quit acting like you really care because if you did, you'd do something about it. Aram says, Eric is financially supporting lion murder. You know what? I'm going to send him a text. I want to find out specifically uh, what he's looking to murder right now. Um, What animal are you trying to murder? 
Yeah, some of you need to grow the fuck up. Do I support it? Fuck no. Do I do it? Fuck no. Does it happen? Of course it happens. Jesus Christ. And all you sitting around going, oh, it happens, but it shouldn't. Go do something. Sit there on my stupid podcast and cry. I agree with you. Aram says, what is Eric going to do if his friend gets eaten? I'm going to pump my fist. He fucking deserves it. Kyle says, I cannot believe we're supporting a guy who supports a guy who might be a hunter. Sounds ridiculous when you put it that way. Corey says, hopefully a rhino gores him. That might happen. Uh, Yeah, save them all and put them in zoos worldwide, like Ashley said. If you, okay... Let's put it this way. If rhinos could talk and you've got two rhinos and you said, all right, rhino number one, would you prefer zoo or would you prefer roaming in the wild, having tons of sex and doing rhino things on the vast Serengeti knowing that you might get shot? Which one you would you prefer? The zoo where you can move a total of 10 feet a week or the Serengeti and and then you're safe from murderers in the zoo, but not safe 100% in the Serengeti. Which would you prefer? The rhino, 10 out of 10 times, is going to say, I prefer to have rhino sex and do rhino things in the Serengeti and roll my dice, roll the dice with the hunters. So my point is, if anybody's going to be hurt by this, you need to start here in the U.S. where zoos are. And uh, say, all right, that's it. Enough of this shit. So settle the fuck down. All right, I'm going to bring in Kyle from Dumpster Divers. shouldn't say dumpster divers. Why do I keep doing that? Well, 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 Mr. Zane. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Uh, everybody's butt hurt. Why? Because I, I discussed that I know a guy who goes to Africa and uh, shoots lions. Oh, the Jimmy John's guy? No, no, it's... Uh, it's a dude that lives by me who, uh, he's a, he's a local business owner and, uh, he's in Africa hunting fucking zebras or some shit. And now everybody's losing their shit about it. <laughs> yeah. What a weird way to start the, the little segment. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sitting here talking about this guy. Now everybody's turning on me. They're canceling their subscriptions. They want me to die. It's my fault. It, I did it. <laughs> um, also, I'm just, I'm just, I can barely hear you. Are you, are you close to the mic? Yeah, I, I should be. It, 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 I think it's, I think it, it's, it, is it bad? You can't hear me? I mean, I can hear you. It's just quiet. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm doing nothing different. 
Uh, yeah, I'm chill about it. Fuck it. All right, good. <laughs> uh, so you're on the road right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm headed back to the shop right now. Okay, how pissed off were you with that fucking football game? Yeah, you know, like as it was happening, I was like. I was pissed. Let's say that for sure. I was like, what the fuck's going on? But then I really started thinking about it afterwards because you know how fucking ESPN gets and all that. They start pulling out statistics that you would have never thought about before. And they were pulling up stats just about, like, the last five or six times that we played the Seahawks and, like, how it's gone and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure the script writers of the NFL are trying to make the Lions and the Seahawks a fucking, like, a rivalry. Because think about it, dude. Like, uh, not last year, but the year before that, we played the Seahawks. They fucking were all over us on offense. Last right. year was that fucking shootout. This year, basically the same the same shit happened or whatever. And then last year, like, they bumped us out of the playoffs with that tiebreaker game. I think they're setting it up, dude. I think we're going to play the Seahawks in the playoffs this year. Maybe the NFC Championship game, dude. The thing that has me concerned is that team now is really injured. Like, there's a lot of injured players on the Lions right now. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I'm starting to feel very uneasy about this in one week's time. I know. Yeah. I don't, you're right. Like, some weird fucking shit went down. But I don't know, Eric Zane. I mean, we're going to play the Falcons, dude. Fuck the Falcons, dude. Hopefully, we just fuck them right up. And um, I have the uh, – um, I have Atlanta's tight end as in my fantasy team, so which means he's gonna do fucking good and probably like almost make us like feel like we're gonna lose the game, but we're gonna pull it off, dude. Speaking of uh, tight ends, Travis Kelsey apparently it's official with him and Taylor Swift. What do you think about that? Yeah, deal? what the fuck's going on with that, dude? They seem like a mitch a mismatched couple to me. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, he's. I don't know, dude. How how old? I don't even know how old these fuckers are, dude. Is Travis Kelsey old or not old? They are the same age. They are both thirty three years old. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, they're, they're boning for sure, dude. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any opinions on it. I guess except for um. Yeah, I don't have any opinions. Never mind. Well. <laughs> She uh she has has dated tons of famous people. I mean, there is I, she has no sign of slowing down. I mean, both of these have to realize that this is just a rental agreement at this point. Did you ever date a yeah, chick? Did you ever date a chick prior to Blue, or were you uh, were you have you been with Blue like for your life? No, no, no. I, I I've had like uh, several girlfriends, but not like uh, I'm not not like man whore levels or like. Uh, like, I wouldn't even say successful levels. I've had, like, a handful of girlfriends. <laughs> okay, so no big deal. But uh, um, at, at some point, Blue was like, okay, I got to settle down with this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. She was like, look, look at this little piece of ass right here. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm imagining how it happened. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Uh, all right, well, uh, what else do you want to talk about, Kyle? What's going on? Well, Eric Zane, I mean, I, last last week we fucking didn't do it, dude, and we should have done it. But um, let me just read let me just read the text that you sent me yesterday because, well, actually, let me let me save the fucking one for last week, Eric Zane, because we never fucking breached the topic, and the topic was good. Last week you texted me Wednesday night, deep into the night, and you said, "Yo, yo, you down for tomorrow?" 
And immediately I was like, what the fuck, Eric Zane? I thought we were coming up with hilarious fucking names you know, yeah. for every show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I responded to you, do you mean for tits and tug jobs Thursdays? Yeah. <laughs> and you said, I love it, which was, which was good. We did not bring that up last week. Then yesterday, last night, also deep into the night, you texted me and said, yo, yo, I'm doing a fuck you Detroit Lions show on Thursday. Are you down? We can talk. We can also talk to pussy. And then you sent me another one back and said, that should say we can also talk pussy. But this, this is a question I have for you, Eric Zane, because I'm a mad, <laughs> I'm fucking imagining that um, maybe you like say this stuff into the phone, but maybe you type it or whatever. But I'm imagining autocorrect is, is working on your phone because every time you text pussy to me, it's always capitalized. Yeah. So it, what, it, what are you doing? Is it capitalized like on autocorrect in your phone? Like I, what's going on? I'm not sure, but it always is voice to text. So it, <laughs> for some reason it does that. And the, the hilarity of these things is these are all things I would never dream of talking about. If I suddenly said, Hey, <laughs> let's talk pussy. Which is so not my game. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I'd be the pussy. It's so ridiculous to even think that I would have the nerve to talk about some of these fucking things. <laughs> well, I will say, what was that a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about sucking pussy? You, you, you were on board for that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right. So, what are your thoughts on dogs that eat their own feces? Dogs. That's all of them, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, some, but I've got I've, my yeah, my puppy just discovered a new treat. She takes a dump, and then if you don't catch her within a second, it's gone. Dude, that's the that's the rough part about fucking dogs, dude. Um, I our dogs um, are older, so like it's not like a like a big issue or whatever, but. Stanley, who's the fucking Australian shepherd who uh, was rescued from the streets and is very, like, for some reason, I mean, it's been fucking over a decade, but, like, this fucker still thinks he's on the streets. So every once in a while, like, he'll take a dump outside and I'll just be watching through the door. And that motherfucker will get down there and start sniffing around it and yeah. stuff and start, like, hitting it with his nose. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Do not eat that. And then I got to take my, my knuckle and just fucking smack the door so he can hear me. Right. He shitty here. Watch him. And, yeah, dude, these dogs, I don't I don't fucking get You think it would taste, I mean, it smells fucking terrible, dude. So I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's um, it's um a real flaw. I mean, these these really must be fantastic animals if we if we choose to, uh, 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 you know, seek them out despite this flaw, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Um, uh, we, we were talking on the show yesterday about how much would it cost? What would you take in payment? What is the least amount of money you would take to actually do the dog challenge, take a dump on the ground and eat it? Holy shit, Eric Zane. Like, so my own shit, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Just come in here, hang out with me, take a dump, and chow it. Oh, f- oh shit, Eric Zane. That is... Okay, so this... And you're saying this is on camera as well? No, no. It doesn't have to be. Just as long as you do it. How much would it would it cost? I mean, how much... I think it would... You know, how much would it would it take? Yeah, I th- Okay, I'm gonna... I gotta, I gotta fucking make it complicated, Eric Zane, for no fucking reason. I think that if I were to do it by myself, like just like behind the scenes and nobody fucking knew about it, it would require more 
way more money than if I did it on camera, which makes me sound like an American whore, but that's kind of, that's what I am. You know what I mean? It's just, we're bound by right. it, baby. We're bound by well, yeah. American whoreness. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to eat I shit. Say myself, I'm a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say by myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna need twenty million. Yeah, you know I think that's good because if you eat shit, you're never gonna work again. No one's ever gonna want to be around you, so you have no friends, you have no family, you will never have a job again because you ate your own shit. Okay, and it's, you know, the news cameras are there. This man ate his own shit, so you're pretty much canceled for eating your shit. You know, Arizona, you're right, dude. There's fucking political science behind this i did not think about that <laughs> you you are you're fucking ruining your future dude i mean yeah all right so yeah i mean and hell by the time 20 million the inflation's gonna eat away at that all right i'm gonna do 30 million by myself i'll do then i'll do 23 million yeah uh, fucking uh on cam you don't yeah because okay if your wife came home I mean, you know, they say in sickness and in health till death do us part. If Diana came home and said, hey, I got this new thing. I like shitting on the floor and eating it. I'm not going to stay <laughs> married to her. So, you know, I mean, you're going to lose your wife. Okay. You're going to be you know, alone for sure. forever. So, yeah, it might have to even be higher. You're right, dude. Yeah, dude, these are just things. What a great. It sounds like a stupid question, but these are. this is actually a great fucking question. Yeah. Um, and then I will say, uh, yeah, it'd just be hilarious to be like going to a job interview. Yeah, right. right. And they'd be like, wait, are you the dude that ate that shit? Right. And you'd be like, yep. yeah, that was me. And they'd be like, so you fucking, something wrong? Are you fucking retarded? Like, what's going on? Yeah, dude? exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. you the dude that ate that shit. Because, you know, you'd be one of those people who, who <laughs> um, you know, like they're trying to get people to go to Mars. Oh, yeah. That would be your only prospect. Hey, uh, we're looking for people who are want to go to Mars. They'd have to give up their whole life. And you'd be like, well, hey, let's get that guy that ate shit. He'll, he'll do it. <laughs> Straight up, I bet, like, yeah, if you did that, I, I should have bet Elon Musk would just want to fucking hang out with you, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, we're going to send you to Mars. Like, I kind of want to fucking hang out with you, too. Right. Because, you're fucking... because you eat shit. Because you actually <laughs> ate your own shit. That's remarkable. So, basically, dude, you're... You, you got $20 million, you can go to Mars, and you can hang out with Elon Musk, and everybody knows you as the guy who ate his own shit. Holy fuck, Eric Zane. Dude, I don't even know this because I've never, like, looked this up or Googled it or had any, like, thought or inclination that I would be interested in it. If you eat shit, do you, would you get sick? Like, is, do you think you would, like, I mean, obviously you'd probably blow chunks. Like, that's a whole different, but, like, if it stayed inside your body, like in your stomach, do you think you would get fucking like some sort of bacteria? Or, like, oh sick? yeah, I mean, there's nothing but bad things in poo. I mean, come on, it's, uh, I can just imagine it would cause some type of issue. But you know, you're basically uh, eating shit, and then it comes out as like double shit at that point. You know, Holy shit, everything. I'm changing my whole. I'm changing my whole charging structure here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I got to do like some sort of like interest rate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got I to be making more money for this. Yeah. I'm hating it. The more we talk about it. You know yeah. It, mean? It's so, it's so, uh, ridiculous. And to think that, I mean, it's, you know, what also is, uh, is, is really, really horrible is the fact that, uh, where the most vile thing, um, that has anything to do with anything in the world is, is in a certain location 
uh, on a human body, it comes out in a certain spot, is so close to, uh, you know, where you're supposed to have sex. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. you're only one inch away from from the no-no there. And, and that's, I always thought that that was a design flaw in the human body. I mean, we should have, your asshole should be like on the palm of your hand. So you I know, right? So, or Holy the, shit, could you, could you imagine everything just fucking, you're just walking down the sidewalk and you're just like, just pop your hand out and just drop a nice right. little doozy. Or like on the, even the bottom of your foot. So you just put your foot in the toilet. And then that's it. You know, I think it's <laughs> put your foot in the toilet. <laughs> it's really fucked up that you can be so dangerously close to the asshole. It's uh, it's not great. It's a real, they, Jesus should have recalled that a long time ago, like one of those airbag recalls. So we can uh, start over. I don't know. It's really fucked up to me. Holy shit. Yeah, could you imagine that, like, you die and, like, get out? Like, you, like, get out of the universe and, like, yeah, you bump into, like, God or Jesus and he's like, yeah, sorry about that butthole thing. That was, uh, we got, we got pretty fucking hammered one we, night and that just kind of, that just kind of happened. Yeah, we were really busy and, uh, once we got to the design, we said, ah, screw it, they'll figure it out and we kind of did. Figure it out. But then, of course, we fucked it all up by starting to put our dicks into there and so... <laughs> I know. Yeah, probably, wouldn't that be funny to find out, like, that that's the ultimate test of life? Like, when you get out, they're like, I, we put the butthole there. Why did you fuck it? Like, well, that you were not supposed to fuck it. And we're like, yeah, we fucked it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got a lot more mileage out of this than I thought I would. But, uh, yeah. It, 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 you just made me think about... Uh, my dad told me when I was young, my dad's kind of a trippy dude. So like, I was like, I don't know, seven. He goes, imagine what a chair would look like if your legs, like at your knees, like if they bent the other way, like just like naturally. Oh yeah. And like that's tripped me out my whole fucking life to think about what a chair would look like if your legs weren't how they are now. Right. Right. And I'm thinking about the same, like what would a toilet look like if you shat from your foot? Like would the toilet look like a foot, like a bigger foot? You yeah. Know what I mean, like, no, I, 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 I love these imponderables. That's why, you know, I, I feel like you're my son. <laughs> I know it's tripping me out because yeah, it'd be like, there'd be no point to have like a seat on a toilet. If you were just shitting out of your foot, I'm going to be thinking about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Known as foot shitters. We, I mean, come on, just your small intestine runs the length of your leg, you know? And then if you have like a guy like Nick Chubb, breaks his leg, <laughs> you know, shit goes flying out of his leg right there on the field. Oh man. That would, pro- that would like, uh, de-incentivize, uh, defensive guys to make a play. Imagine that. Like you break a guy's leg like that and you're just covered in shit. It's afterwards like, oh, as no. well. oh man. That makes for great TV though. Yeah. Can you imagine fucking Troy Aikman up there just yeah. going, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that guy just hurt his knee and shit his pants. Oh man, and then if, and back in the day, dude, John Madden would just be blowing that shit up on the teleprompter. Oh, yeah. oh you see the shit, Papa? It got all over his face, Pat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pat's like, I'm barely living right now, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh fuck! All right, this has been fun. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up, and uh, I will talk to you. Go Lions, beat Atlanta, and I will talk to you in a week. Yeah, Alexander, I'm, I'm. T- I let's I'll predict I'm feeling 34 to 21 Atlanta we're gonna win 34 21 
All right, but if they lose, we got to turn on these guys. Yeah, if they lose, you might as well you might it, as well just suck a new dick. We're yes. about at that we're about at that spot. It's over. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, love you guys. Love you, man. There you go. That's uh, Kyle from a business that we think may be known as uh, a dumpster company. Uh, don't go anywhere. I got to pee. All right. Enough of that. I guess Donald Trump Jr. got hacked. His Twitter account got hacked. <laughs> uh, either it was hacked or he's stoned out of his mind or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, this is impressive, though. I'm going to share it with you. Uh, they... <laughs> First thing they did was they uh, changed his uh, his background. There you go. There's Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, Twitter. Pinned. Whoever was writing this, we can. I I don't know who it was. I guess it could be Donald Trump Jr. I might have to bring Trump in here to talk about his son. Uh, pinned to the top, it says, fuck at Joe Biden, stupid ass N-word. I also fucked your girl, by the way, at Logan Paul. Another tweet. Then he adds, this just in, North Korea is about to get smoked. Then he tweets at Aiden Ross, I don't know who that is. Then he tweets some interesting messages. Then the account tweets some interesting messages from Jeffrey Epstein. Then the account tweets, Richard Hart is innocent. I don't know who that is. When I become president, I am going to burn the SEC. Uh, Shortly thereafter... Or prior to that, he wrote, I'm sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away. I will be running for president in 2024. <laughs> I sure hope not. Uh, I think that this one actually might be him. Trump Jr. to Newsmax. Media won't even ask if Biden is compromised. That seems like something he would tweet. Uh, then he reposted Jack uh, Poso's tweet about Charlie Kirk laughs as mob of smelly, overweight SJWs. I don't know what that means. Scream, fuck you, fascist. Fuck you, fascist. 14 hours ago, he tweeted, Marjorie Taylor Greene pens tell all, quote, setting the record straight. That all seems legit. I think the problem occurred. Somewhere between Trump Jr. to Newsmax and I'm sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away. I will be running for president in 2024. Um, Adam says he wasn't hacked. Yeah, I don't know. 
perhaps I can uh, get, get some more information if we bring in uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s dad along. I don't know if he's available. You never know. I just have this number. Sometimes he picks it up. Sometimes he doesn't. I think he, uh, I think he enjoys being on talking to this massive crowd of today, 34 at this moment. Good morning. This is America's favorite president, Donald J. Trump. Oh, oh, it's not a recording. Hello. Hello, sir. It's Eric Zane. Eric Zane, my goodness, it's been so long since you've called me. How, how are you doing, Eric Zane? Uh, Big Fraud Zane checking in for duty. I'm not, I'm not calling you Big Fraud Zane anymore. We're not going to be doing that anymore, Eric Zane. Well, well that's it's interesting. to say Eric Zane, by the way. It's so weird. It, it's weird. I tell you what, it's been, it's been great. That name, Big Fraud Zane, has taken off. Everybody calls me it now. That's the thing. That's the thing. You've capitalized on it maybe too much. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I could support it anymore. You know, I think I usually when I name people like Fat yeah. House, Chris Christie, and Sacktimonious, yeah. they don't like it. And you've you've capitalized on it or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's kind of like when you coined the phrase "you're fired." Oh, such a tremendous! Oh, that was that was probably my best work. Let's be so honest. Yeah, I mean, prior to you, no one had ever said to someone, "You're fired." Did you know that they tried to resurrect The Apprentice after I was president with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was terrible. The oh. ratings were through the absolutely through the floor. They were terrible. No, no, you're right on that. That's one thing we definitely agree on. He would say like "Hasta la vista, baby," and and shit like that. It was just it was the oh, worst. It was terrible. It was terrible. And I think we agree on a lot more than you would ever admit. Big project. No, that's I think true. I'm gonna have to call you, and I'm gonna have to call you. I, uh, I, you see, yeah, you, you just called me. You're gonna have to break that habit then. I mean, but I can't do it. It's because you're such a fraud They're Uh, conservatively in terms of, uh, finance, we actually do agree on quite a few things, uh, culturally and, uh, you know, and your personality is, is kind of shitty, sir. I, if I do say so myself. Well, I wouldn't say that. In fact, I think I maybe did the best interview on NBC's meet the press. I went on the fake news this weekend this past weekend with Kristen Welker and I think I I think I shined the floor with her I mean it was so honest because I was so great I you did, know it's tremendous yeah. actually I did notice that you know she needs big fraud to school her on how to interview someone I mean she uh she kept uh, interrupting you sir oh it was terrible I couldn't get anything out I mean it was it was it was bad she kept trying to interject things I couldn't get sentences completed which, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty towering figure. I think I could talk over just about anyone. So it wasn't a big problem for me, of course. But, you know, the national poll numbers are out from the great interactive polls. They've got me at 59% in the Republican primary. Disactimonious is sitting down at 13%. It's so terrible. I don't know why these people don't just give up. Um, I, it's hard to argue with that. There's another debate coming it's up. The numbers, Big Broad. You know I'm a numbers guy. I always yeah. been a numbers guy. Yeah. And I'm leading so big. In fact, I'm 4% over crooked Joe Biden. Wow. 4%. I think he should just give up now, throw in the towel. I mean, he's, he can't even speak. He goes to these he goes to these press conferences, and, and he doesn't even know where he's walking. He's so, yeah. he's so incognizant. I don't even know if he's up there. You know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean, and, uh, and I definitely agree that he needs to be put out to pasture. There is no question. I'm not saying I want you to be the president. 
But definitely, well, I'm going to be the. Pre- you're going to have to get comfortable because yeah. I'm going to be the president. And you know what? It's going to be so great for you because you're going to have a hotline to the president of the United States. It's going to be great for you. You're well, going to have big numbers. Provided that I don't uh, ruin the trust, sir. Well, I mean, you might have, what do you got, 20 viewers watching probably? You might have 200,000 when well, I'm president. Yeah, you, you, never you never know. You never know. I'm just waiting for the for the switch to get flipped, and uh, suddenly I'm getting those big audiences, not three dozen like I have right now. Well, you know, the thing is, you got to advertise. You got to advertise. You say, I've got, I've got Donald Trump, the president of the greatest president, probably maybe since Abraham Lincoln on your show. You, you're not even advertising me. I, it's, it's hilarious. You're just sitting there with this great, great, great ratings possibility. And you're not even advertising it. Sir. Uh, the reason why I'm calling, uh, your son on, on X, what happened there? He Which and- one, Eric, are you talking about no, Eric? He's uh, such a disappointment. Kind of like you. Uh, no, no, sir. I was talking about Donald Trump Jr. Who's, oh, yeah. He, uh, of course, he, of course, my, my wonderful son. He announced your death. Uh, on his, well, what happened that's, there? Well, that's, that's hilarious. I, I haven't heard this. What are you saying? Well, it did. Okay. Uh, he, he announced a couple. It was wild. All of a sudden, he started uh, firing off tweets that were nonsense, and one of them was, uh, announcing that you had died and he is running for president. Do you think maybe he was just uh, pulling everybody's leg? Did he get hacked? What's going on here? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I. Of course, I have the most secure passwords in maybe the world. I don't think anyone could get into my Twitter or what the fuck they're calling it X. Yeah, well, it, was, I have it. it wasn't. It wasn't but, yours. It was his. Of course, of course. I'm saying that we have the most wonderful security. I doubt it. I mean. To be honest, if I were to croak today, which is so impossible, by the way, because I'm so healthy, I am so fit, by the way, so fit, so healthy, so intelligent. He would be a great replacement for me if I if I if I die. I think Donald Trump Jr., my wonderful son, he should be the president. Okay, I'd be so honest about well, that. Well, you know, well, if you had um, if you had won the last election, which I know you think you did. Well, we did, we did, we won it so big. We won it so big, and they they took it, they stole it, like you wouldn't believe. Well, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. We're going to make sure so big that that does not happen again. You're going to see. If you had been the president for the last three years, uh, would would Donald Trump Jr. be running right now for the top seat? I think it's entirely possible. I mean, I mean, he's very intelligent, my boy. I think he's probably probably if it, if that's what he wanted to do, I would so support him. Of course, after. After, of course, I'm president and I'm owed those those four years that that I should have been president. But after that, I think he would be a great president, maybe the best president since me. Sir, uh, what what is your thought on uh, all of these people who are doing impersonations of you and, and AI streams are, are are using your voice? Uh, it, it, it is what what what's uh, what's going on there? Is that that's is that uh, bother you at all that these things are happening? I'm totally bothered by it. I, I don't find it funny at all. I don't find it funny at all. It's like Alec Baldwin when he was on SNL. It was so bad, so bad. The thing is, the thing is, you know, they, this is what they tell me. I don't know this to be true, but my people, they tell me it's great to be impersonated because because that means people love you. And I know how much people love me. You know, I just saw, I just saw this interview on a, a news program where they brought on a guy 
they were talking to him as if he were me, and it was so obvious, yeah. so obvious it was not me. It's yeah, so obvious. I'm not sure which one that was, but I saw that too. It might have been OAN, uh, one of those garbage networks that you are always appearing on. Right, right, like the big fraud Zane right. broadcast. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Okay, well, sir, uh, and any big plans this weekend? We're coming up. It's, uh, you know, uh, right around the corner. So what does the president, former president, do uh, on the weekend? Maybe a cookout? Uh, I mean, massage? What's no, going nothing on? Nothing like that. That's why they have McDonald's, let's be so honest. Okay. The thing is, the thing is, we've got, we're in Iowa. We're doing big numbers. We, You should see the crowds that are coming to my rallies and and, and wanting to listen to me. And then they've got these, these other candidates, this Chris Christie. What a... What a fraud. I think you'd be good friends with him, actually. I think he's such a fraud. And he's out there with, like, 10 people. And I've got I've got 300,000. Uh-huh. It's yep. crazy. It's crazy. So I'm going to be doing some campaigning. And, of course, you've got this, this very crooked witch hunt with this evil prosecutor picked by Joe Biden. They're now telling me. They're now telling me that they're trying to tell me. Yeah. I can't speak ill of Joe Biden, and that is that is. I mean, so against the First Amendment. Uh-huh. This whole thing, this whole thing is so fraudulent, big fraud, because I should be able to. They shouldn't do this in a campaign season, by the way. It's so illegal what they're doing. This whole thing is going to blow over. I've got probably the best lawyers you've ever seen, maybe ever, that are going to show you how great I am. I mean, it's look at what I've done. We almost secured the border. <laughs> Joe Biden tore that all down, by the way. We destroyed the crooked NAFTA. I know you were a big fan of it. I know you were a big fan of it because you're such a such an anti-union guy or whatever <laughs> it is you are. Um, there was so much that we did so much for this country when you think about it. Yeah. I did more in four years than most presidents well, do in eight. Well, I, I hate to cut you off, Mr. President, but we've... Uh... Kind of run out of you time. You got the president of the United States on the phone, and what are you going to do? Talk to some idiot dumpster guy again? No, I mean, what yeah. else do you have to talk about? No, God, there's uh, plenty more to talk about. Sorry, I, I, oh fuck you! You're always you're always doing this to me. You give me like three and a half minutes to talk, and then you're like, oh, we got great no, content. No. I've got other things to move on. Don't to. do so that. Fuck yourself, big fraud. No. Go fuck yourself. I tell you what, your friend That's Hugh, horrible. he called me up last night, and we we just sat around and talked such shit about you because you're such a piece of shit. That's that's. Uh, oh dear God, I can't ever. Uh, I gotta. I hate to do that. You know, it's the president of the United States, former former president, but I gotta. He knows when I have to uh, uh, um, uh, wrap him up, but then it always he always takes it poorly. It's like I gotta keep the show moving. I. These little alarms are going off in my head. Like, okay, we've we've talked to him long enough. Now we gotta we gotta move. I don't care who it is. We gotta keep it moving, you know. Rick from TC Paintball is in attendance. He writes, uh, "Wow, that was aggressive." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Maureen loves it. Linda says, I love me some Trump, but only here. You better get used to it. Because this guy is going to win big. And this is uh, this is not great news, in my opinion. I'm not a Trump fan. But if you think he's going to lose this thing, you're crazy. He is uh, more powerful than ever. He's right about those poll numbers. 
Ryan, who loves this segment, says, uh, it seems very easy to win when your opponent can't find the podium. Yeah, he he is he has no business uh, being up there. I, I actually feel bad that the elder abuse is happening to people like uh, Joe Biden. That poor man needs to be relaxing, as does Mitch McConnell. Similar scenario. But, you know, they, the, the party keeps him hanging on there. So bad. So bad. Honestly, if something happened to Biden, like let's say he had a grabber or something and then that was it, you know, where he's lying in state and then Kamala Harris is the vice president, uh, that would actually be better. I think she would have a better chance of winning against Trump. But as it is right now, uh, it, nothing, nothing is going to get in the way of him this time. He will win. Mark my words. And I hate that. I'm not voting for him. Fuck that shit. And I think everybody here knows that too. Knows that that's how it's going to go. There's nothing we can do to stop it. And you know what? If that election goes away, I think it's going to go. I'm not. It's He won fair and square. I, I believe in the integrity of our elections. Okay? It's only those whiny twat patriots who made it all weird and caused all this fucking bullshit to happen. Fake elections, all that shit. Yeah, Trump's full of shit. He lost, but he's not going to lose this time. Very easy to advertise on the Eric Zane Show podcast. All you have to do is reach out. Eric at ericzaneshow.com and I'll walk you through it every step of the way. Just like my pal Frank Fuss, it is time to re, uh, re-enroll for your healthcare.gov policy. You could do it the old-fashioned way and just go to uh, uh, healthcare.gov and spend a lot of time doing that. Oh, that's awful. Jesus, no, come on. Have Frank do it for you. If you are self-employed between jobs or your employer does not offer insurance, you need healthcare.gov insurance. That's what I have been utilizing for almost five years here. Um, if you, that's just something that you're interested in that you have to do because you need to have you or your family insured, uh, don't do it alone. Have Frank help you every step of the way so you can get into the best policy. And the best part is there is no fee. Does not cost you a dime. Frank makes his money through insurance companies who trust in him to put consumers into their policies. So it's wonderful. What a wonderful service. Frank is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. If um, you need help through enlisting through healthcare.gov, uh, no matter where you are in the U.S., reach out to Frank. The best place to go, pay special attention here, hold on. Bruce, no, is by going to buy, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. Fill out the form. You can also go to mypolicyshop.com. That is uh, Frank's website. But um, I'm telling you, if you just go to buyinsurancehere.com, 
that gets you uh, in the door. You're like, Frank's getting to know you with the information that you provide. There's also a spot there that says, where did you hear about me? And uh, it says Zane. You know, obviously highlight that in the drop down, and that will make his job easier. So uh, reach out to Frank, buyinsurancehere.com. Thank you. While I'm at it, if uh, you're in the market for a home, a mortgage is in your future. You need to get pre-approved for your mortgage. Have Mario Flores of the Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage do it for you from no matter where you are in the U.S., 231-332-6505. Number one with a bullet for a reason. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Perhaps you've owned your home for some time. And uh, for whatever reason, you need to get some money out of your home for a bill. Maybe a, uh, you're putting a, a home improvement uh, project in place. 231-332-6505. Do that also if you have maybe a high interest credit card bill that you want to pay off. Let's say you owe four grand on a credit card, five grand each month. That credit card company is, you know, they're taking 20 plus percent uh and, and, and charging you that, okay? That's horrible. So pay it off with your uh, refi or your, um, uh, you can take the money out of your home and then the money that you take out of your home to pay off that incredibly high interest credit card bill, you're paying a much lower interest rate for the life of the mortgage. You barely even notice that, that, uh, that you've borrowed money on your home. All right. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Young Adam Schwab says, is this when we vote third party? I've done it in the past. Sure, you are voting for someone who will not win. Okay? You are voting for someone who has no chance of winning. Ryan says, this is a very difficult time and you can't honestly in good conscience vote for either candidate. Oh, sure you can. This is a very easy vote. Damn it! You vote for Biden. You know, we got to get as many people as possible voting for Biden. Um, you know, because to me, the alternative is uh, fascism. And not so much by Trump, by the people who support Trump. A vote for Trump is a vote for hatred. On a cultural level, uh, all of this attacking of uh, 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 people who are transgender, it, it's because of Trump. All right? That is why. I fear the idiots more than I fear Trump. Trump has given um, a voice to those who were normally under rocks and in shadows. Now it's okay for them to say racist shit on the back of their trucks. That's what he's done. Um, giving them a voice. Aram says, vote libertarian. Uh, worse, even worse than voting for Trump. Remarkably irresponsible to vote for that shit party. The only thing worse than voting for Trump is voting for libertarians who are just as much freedom fighters, except no chance of winning. Libertarian. Get the fuck out of here. 
Uh, Brandis says 100%. Just cannot believe we are finding ourselves in this position. Damn it. Hurricane Ashley says, you've changed, big fraud Zane. You're so political. You sound like you own an Ace Hardware. The question, can Trump hold office for eight more years now that he has had a one-term break? No. As far as I know, you can only be president for eight years. I'll tell you this, it's going to make for an interesting election. Without a doubt. This will be must-see viewing and uh, listening. Almost as much must-see viewing as this fight that I'm about to show you. You have New Orleans Saint fan on top of Carolina Panthers fan. This is a one-sided affair. Uh... When I went to that NFL game last year, I didn't see any of this. Thank God. I think you got to be a real dipshit to get into a fight at an NFL game because you go in knowing that everybody's a hothead. You have to assume everyone is a psychopath. Uh, Most are drunk. And it's one thing if you walk into a visitor stadium wearing your gear. It's another thing if you start, I mean, if you start to heckle I mean, you kind of have to test the water because when the Vikings fans were walking through uh, Ford Field, we were heckling them. And you can kind of pick out who's taking it okay. And if someone's not taking it well, you kind of back off. Let, let them be, you know. God knows how this one started, but that could be the way some of these fights start. Now, this is a one-sided affair because New Orleans fan is just pummeling this guy. see here this sums up the saints versus panthers monday night game it says okay so new orleans guy is uh they've taken the um uh, combat to the ground new orleans guy saints guy gets the advantage this, it doesn't help that Carolina dude's pants are falling down. All right, now you know Panthers fan is fucked. New Orleans guy has his um, left hand holding Panthers fan down, and New Orleans dude, Saints dude, is on two feet while bent over. That right hand is free. This uh, Carolina guy has no chance. Okay, one punch right to the face. Two right to the face. Three, four, five, six. Now, Carolina guy is covering up. He knows he's screwed. Saints guy's like, yeah, all right. Look at the guy in the background. Here comes security nerd who's going to have no chance of doing anything here. Ladies are involved now. New Orleans guy is getting... This dude drops his phone. His phone goes flying out of his pocket. He's gotten the shit beat out of him. His bell is rung. New Orleans guy's like, yeah, but watch. It's not over. All right. 
They pick up the dude's phone. Here comes Saints guy again. And he's like, I think I owe you one more punch. Whammo! Oh, no! He just came in with a hard haymaker over the chick and whacked that guy right in the face. Let's start it over and watch it from the beginning. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shamil, Shamazel. Here we go. And then he's going to lean in one more. Watch this. Oh, no. God, was that flush. Mm, that, 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 that last one for, for good measure. Carolina guy goes down into the Claude Lemieux thing there. And then whammo. Jesus. Tyler says, I've been to one Lions game against the Cowboys, and people in my section were getting thrown out left and right the entire time. Football fans are goons. Uh, Kenny says, was there audio for that? No, they had, um, they had like music playing behind it, which probably would have gotten me kicked off Twitch or some shit like that. Jimmy says, this is what the voting booths will look like next November. I think you're, I think I have to say it, uh, November. If it's coming from Jimmy. Yeah, that was wild. Very one-sided affair. Man, I would have no chance against somebody like that. You know, those were big boys. I should really learn to watch my mouth. It's a miracle that as an adult, I have not gotten the fuck beat out of me. Because I love nothing more than just pissing someone off with my mouth. And there's still a chance. There's always a chance that this could happen. You know, you never know when I'm going to say the right thing. That's going to push one of the former Zaniacs over the edge. They're known for just coming over. Fuck. All right. We have whittled down the audience to just 31 of you. It is horrible. After days, after after many days in a row of north of 40, this shit show today has dwindled down to just 31. My God. Amanda checks in and says, then you pull out your gun. Well, no, that's not true. That's not always true. There's rules when it comes to pulling a pistol. You have to take the assault and go plus one. So I don't know if that would necessarily work. If some guy's going to punch me in the face, I don't know if I can say that I was fearing for my life. It has to be like life-threatening. Knife, a gun, something like that. A home invasion. Me smarting off and someone popping me in the nose is probably not going to justify me killing someone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will bring you the Patreon bonus podcast a little bit later on, but before we go... The asshole of the day today. 
I was an early self-nominee for leaving the gate open. Let me check my text messages first of all for something. Uh, I'll tell you the text message that I'm looking for in a second. Today's asshole of the day is Ryan the Lion Killer. He did answer my text. What animals are you trying to murder? And he said, leopard and lion. So, Ryan the lion murderer is your asshole of the day. So, you would have to agree that, I'm assuming all of you would agree, that Ryan is a bigger asshole of the day than your old pal EZ who accidentally left the gate open. I'm going to need a second on that one. Yeah, Brandis says, fuck that guy. Maureen says, fucking asshole. Who kills leopards and lions? I hate him. Well, it's him. And then everybody's trying to lump me in with it. I didn't do it. I didn't shoot the lion. I love lions. Thank you, folks. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you down the road. Join you on the Patreon bonus podcast. Till next time. Bye-bye.